welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Wednesday, March the 16th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's joy today, my friends. Thanks for being with me. Uh, Warning, as we even begin this podcast, first of all, I am grateful you are willing to open God's Word with me. Secondly, it's very possible, maybe even probable, you are going to hear the voices of Dexter and Bailey, who are sitting right by me. Remember the mystery yesterday? What or whom was Dexter barking at? Yeah, riddle, riddle unsolved. It's an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Uh, it is, um, I went down there. He was looking out the bay window. There was nary a soul, nary a car, nary a possum, nor chipmunk or bird. I mean, it was, it was vast wasteland. But that dog was conjuring up some image. And that's, that's my life, my friends. That's what you, you tune in to this pod for. The daily life of Dexter and what on earth he's going to do next. The shenanigans. Appropriate enough word as we approach St. Patrick's Day tomorrow. Uh, But hey, let's break open God's word together. Going to read out of the uh, New American Translation. So the one that we would hear at Mass. And it's a little bit longer. We're in Matthew chapter 20. So again, moving toward the end of Matthew's gospel. Because I believe the Passion begins... uh, I think chapter 26. Uh, So Matthew 20, verses 17 to 28. Let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. As Jesus was going up to Jerusalem, he took the twelve disciples aside by themselves and said to them on the way, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem And the Son of Man will be handed over to the chief priests and the scribes, and they will condemn him to death, and hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked and scourged and crucified, and he will be raised on the third day. Then the mother of the sons of Zebedee approached Jesus with her sons and did him homage, wishing to ask him for something. Jesus said to her, What do you wish? She answered him, Command that these two sons of mine sit, one at your right and the other at your left, in your kingdom. Jesus said in reply, You do not know what you are asking. Can you drink the chalice that I am going to drink? They said to him, We can. Jesus replied, My chalice you will indeed drink, but to sit at my right and at my left This is not mine to give, but is for those for whom it has been prepared by my Father. When the ten heard this, they became indignant at the two brothers. But Jesus summoned them and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and the great ones make their authority over them felt. But it shall not be so among you. Rather, Whoever wishes to be great among you shall be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just so, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
And again, appropriately enough, because the season we walk through here, my friends, is a penitential one. It is one of emptying. And so gospels like today's, like yesterday's, I mean, they point us in the same direction, don't they? And this gospel points us to the reality of suffering in our world. Now, we didn't need to read the gospel for that. All we need to do is turn on our televisions, especially now, right? And we see that. But Jesus isn't talking about random suffering. Uh, He's talking about suffering uh, on behalf of the sake of the gospel. And he's telling them, uh, as they go up to Jerusalem, this is what's going to happen. Now, this was the third time he's done that. The first time, you may remember, in Matthew, is Matthew 16, when Jesus was at Caesarea Philippi, and he asked people, who do you say that I am? And ultimately, he, uh, when Peter said, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God, and he said, you're right. But I got to tell you that Messiah isn't what you think it is. Messiah is not kingly, is not rule. In fact, it's the opposite. It's suffering and, uh, and life in a way that's beyond expectation and, and is one of astonishment. So this is the third time that he's had to pull them aside and, and tell them, uh, here's what's going to happen. Uh, and, uh, and I want to come back to that point. So remind me, I want to get back to that point. But, and, and, and even before I leave it, I guess I want to say this, my friends, I don't understand or know, and I'm not, I'm not wise enough to say the role of suffering. And, and I I know it can be redemptive. Um, I know it can be, I can be incredibly destructive and, and I'm not here to, to point fingers at anyone. Um, but I don't know and again, I don't even know that, that I, I would say that I don't think suffering is really um, something God desires for us. But I think God is enough of a realist that he realizes if we are going to follow the way of Christ, we are going to suffer. Now, my friends, you and I aren't going to suffer in a way that Jesus did. I, I, I don't see crosses in our future. Um, I don't see, you know, uh, Paul, like Paul got beheaded. I, I, I'm, I don't see like Stephen who was stoned to death, things like that. Maybe, but, but I, I don't think so. Um, but I do think there is a suffering that happens when we decide and throw our lot in for Jesus Christ. Because Brothers and sisters, that yes, when we make that yes for Christ, and and it's not a one-time yes, it's an everyday yes, but that yes grows within us, right? And uh, and when we make that yes or those yeses on behalf of Jesus Christ, it automatically means there are things to which we say no. And maybe that is an attitude. Maybe that is a, a way of life. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it's a destination. Maybe it's we have to decide whom we are going to walk with and whom we are not. Um, and, uh, and maybe it, it opens us to having our name whispered uh, behind our back, uh, in, behind closed doors, uh, or whatever that is. 
separations that hurt, maybe friendships that we've held dear that, that turn and grow sour because of, of who we are or how we choose to live or, or the choices we make. Some people will come with us. There's no doubt about that. Our true friends will. Those who understand and love us, even if they're not making those same choices, but there will be some that are not. Um, and, and again, I think our God is too much of a realist to say um, that this is just for him. Because I think the way of sorrows, the reason we do the Stations of the Cross, especially during Lent, that way of suffering, that way of sorrows, that Via Dolorosa, that we have to walk that way of the cross. Because our yes to Christ means no to other things. Ultimately, ultimately, the way of the world. And that, I think, is the second half of what this gospel is pointing out to us. And that is when um, James and John their mother comes up and asks this special request of Jesus and says, hey, when you come into your kingdom, command that my two sons will be sitting, one at your right and one at your left. And Jesus says, aptly enough, you, you don't even know what you're talking about. You, you know what you're asking. And, uh, and then he looks and says, can you drink the chalice that I'm going to drink? And they say, we can. I, I don't know fully that they understood what he was asking, right? This is the same cup that in the Garden of Gethsemane the night before Jesus dies, he says, Lord, Father, take this cup away from me, uh, but not my will, but yours. This is that cup of suffering. This is that cup of, if you are going to live a life of love, this is where it may lead. Uh, now, again, it, it's going to lead at some level to suffering. It may not lead toward a cross or a Garden of Gethsemane, but but. Jesus is saying, please take this cup away from me. And, uh, and he looks at them and says, are you able to drink of it? And they say, yeah. And he's like, okay, um, you will. You're right. I think he looks at them, not because of their, their answer, and says, okay, you don't know what you signed up for. I think really he's looking at them and seeing their faith and said, yeah, you, you will. You're right. You guys got it. But this right and left thing, no. Now, I think this is what Jesus is referring to. Um, I think I'll hang my hat on it, but, but I may be wrong, and, and you can choose to believe elsewhere. I really think this whole idea is a foreshadowing of the cross, right? Because that's, and you can look at it in John's gospel, although I know we're in Matthew's, but in John's gospel, the passion begins what's called the book of glory. The book of signs is, is what leads us up to that, to the first half of the gospel, where he's performing all these signs and the wonders, and, and this is what the kingdom of God looks like, heal, healing, you know, all those things. But the book of glory is what starts with the passion. Why? Because the glory of God is the love God shows us, even in the midst of suffering in a cross, that God's love is bigger. And ultimately, glory looks like death doesn't have the last word. Life does. Um, and so when... The mother of Zebedee says, hey, can you, uh, or sorry, the wife of Zebedee, the mother of James and John, says, hey, can these, when you come into your kingdom, sit at your right and your left, I think she's foreshadowing who's going to be on the right and the left with the cross. And, and Jesus is saying, you don't know what you're saying. Um, and, uh, and ultimately that that's for God to decide. And who gets to be at the right and the left? Two thieves, two criminals, right? One who's good, one who's bad. But that's Luke's gospel, not Matthew's. Um, and, uh, and, you know, I, I, I go beyond it. So again, okay, so this is the point of, of, 
of where does this suffering come from, the way of the world. So we're going through this, that, that ultimately Zebedee's wife is asking that her two sons be the ones who are glorified. And Jesus, you know, the other ten hear about it and become indignant. Why do they become indignant? Because their mother went behind uh, their back and tried to, to get in good with Jesus for, for two of the twelve? They're indignant, my friends, because they want to be there. They want the glory. I mean, right? Isn't that why we always get indignant about something like this? They're indignant, not because it's like, ah, oh, you know, Jesus was teaching us something and, and we were all getting it, but you two tried to do an end run and didn't get it. What? No, they're indignant because they want to be sitting at the right and the left. And Jesus, I mean, you could just see him probably rolling his eyes and saying, you're not getting it. That's the way of the world, domination, dominion. Remember when, when Jesus was tempted by the devil in the desert? the three temptations, but ultimately one of them was he was taken up on top of the temple and shown all the kingdoms of the world. Well, no, that was up on top of a high mountain, so the temples when he threw himself off or was tempted to do that. Uh, he was taken up on a, a mountaintop and shown all the kingdoms of the world, and Satan said to him, all these I can give you. Not that Satan rules the earth. He doesn't. You know, God's, it's God's creation. But what he was showing were the kingdoms and how are kingdoms ruled in the earth? Under domination, by authority. That's what he is offering to Jesus at this time. He's offering him, fall under my way of the world. I will give you all the authority. You can dominate everybody you want. And Jesus says, that's not the way of God. That's not the way. And so when the disciples are indignant. When James and John are, are asking to sit at the right hand and the left, they're thinking glory, they're thinking dominion, they're thinking authority, and Jesus says no. It's like yesterday, right? Step down. That, that, it, that's not it. It's, it's about whoever wishes to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wishes to be first will be the last. For the Son of Man did not come to serve, be served, but to serve. Right? We see that in John's Gospel in chapter 13, right at the Last Supper. In John's Gospel in chapter 13, look, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, five chapters of John's Last Supper. Nowhere do we see uh, the, the breaking of the bread and the, and the sharing of the wine, the Passover meal. Um, why? Because, well, there's a longer podcast to be had there. But nowhere is it. But he shows what Eucharist is about by taking off his outer cloaks, ties a, rope, a, 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 a towel around him, and washes the feet. He says, this is who we are. This is what it's about to be a leader. This is what being in my kingdom is about, is, about, is serving. And brothers and sisters, that's why Eucharist is the best image par excellence of who and what the kingdom of God is about. It, it can't get better. Not only are we taking Christ in, we know that. We know that because we need to feed on the very body if we are going to be the body. But, but listen to the Eucharistic prayer. You've heard it hundreds of times, and I'm sure you've heard this too, and, and, and I'm not saying anything you don't know. But that idea that we are bread broken and shared, that image is real. Brothers and sisters, we have to be broken. Yep, Dexter agrees. We have to be broken and share it for others. We are wine poured out. That image is the best. That's what it's about. <laughs>
Brothers and sisters, we are called to be servants of all. We are called to be broken and shared, not dominion, not authority. Because to do that, we see, we see what domination looks like right now, don't we, in Ukraine? We see what, what violence leads to. And, and I mean, it leads to death. It leads to hurt. It leads to, to tears. It leads to separation. And Jesus says that's not what he's about. Last thing I'll say, I want to go back where I started. Uh, remember I said I want to go back to the beginning. Um, that Jesus took the disciples aside and said to them, Behold, this is the third time we're going up to Jerusalem. Here's what's going to happen. He didn't say, you know, I'm asking God to stop it. And if we're really true believers, let's pray that God stops it. He simply says, I want to warn you about it. I want you to know what's going to happen so you may be strong in your faith through the trial because that's not where it's going to end. And I think, brothers and sisters, that's good news for us. He may not stop our suffering. He may not, um, uh, you know, we may, we may think we didn't pray hard enough or, or God doesn't love me or I didn't do the right things or maybe I deserve this, all this. No, no. But just know this. Our God loves us enough to say, listen, I'm, I, I'm walking with you in the midst of this. I see it coming. Maybe it's based on decisions we made. Maybe it's based on our yes for God. Maybe it's based on simply bad luck, bad timing, bad location, whatever it is. But he says to them, but it's not the end. It's not the end. I'm going to be raised on the third day. I'm walking there. I'm warning you about it. Just so when it happens, trust me, trust me. My friends, maybe you or I are going through something like that now. Maybe something like that's coming up. Our God may not stop it, okay? But don't let that stop us from trusting he's not with us in it and with us through it and that there's not something new for us on the other side, a new life that may well astonish and come from a place we never expected. Let's pray. We continue, my friends, through the joyful mysteries this week. And uh, so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The third joyful mystery, the incarnation. Jesus is born into our lives and into our reality. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, have a wonderful Wednesday. Bless you. And again, thanks for breaking open God's work with me. Be well, and God's peace.